It's week three of a month-long dedication to Batman movies, and we're exploring a lot of Batman's firsts. So this week, the first in the Christopher Nolan trilogy, Batman Begins. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah, and hello to all of our listeners to this, and the podcast, How Star Wars Is It. Hi to the podcast, How Star Wars Is It. And hi to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> hello, podcast. How are you doing today? <laughs> um, this is the only podcast, and we rate and review things on a scale of one to ten, not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. Yes, and all year long... And let mm. me put an asterisk next to that, and then I'll come back and read what the asterisk uh, footnote is in a second. Yeah. We're yeah. doing a different Batman movie every month, um, and now go down to the bottom of the page and see the asterisk, mm-hmm. and it says, they didn't really make this up until March or so, so yeah, March. January and February didn't have one, and then they took June and July off, so this month they're catching up for the four they missed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So... Th- we're we're playing catch up with Batman this year or this month, and we've got a string of firsts for you. Yeah, we're doing the first movie of Batman. Yeah, which was Batman nineteen sixty six. Batman we're the doing, movie. Batman the movie. We <laughs> and then did we also Bat- did the first uh, of the Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton era. Batman, the Tim Burton's the, the Tim Burton slash Joel Schumacher <laughs> yeah. verse. Not to be confused with Batman the movie. It's just the movie Batman. It's the movie Batman. And then now we're doing Batman Begins. That's right. Christopher Nolan's first Batman. Now, I was texting you about this a little bit. It is this movie is pretty good. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. I liked it too. And it is sort of a marvel to me that it exists. Yeah. I'm sorry. A it's DC. a DC to me that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's sort of like this weird. Well, no, it's not even that weird. The movie itself is pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's not that weird of a movie. And I guess I'm just used to watching Batman Batman movies that are really weird. Right. Well, and Christopher Nolan movies that aren't super straightforward. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like a story. It's like a pretty straightforward story. And it's like almost a hero's journey kind of of vibe. It has a like pretty obvious um, major theme that it wears on its sleeve of fear. Yeah. not that it doesn't yeah, have other yeah, yeah. themes, but yeah, no, you're right. It's, um, I, I, here's, here's what I will say. I watched this movie, you know, a week ago or whatever for the first time in years. Same. And, and the Nolan Batman to me, the, 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 the whole canon of it, I think is just so colored by the dark Knight in my memory of it that I don't remember this movie being as fun as it is. Not that the Dark Knight yeah. isn't fun, but it's not, you know, Bat- his Batman isn't like a fun character. I like the no. movies, but you know what I mean. Um, I know what you mean. And this movie felt like a comic book. Yeah. And it's funny because like he goes out of his way to like 
sell you on how all of this could be real and could be science. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's funny he does do that, but then like this Batman is so much more like I don't know. It he's much more. This is like his first time he's just starting out being yes. batman yeah batman begins you could say you could say he begins in this movie and he's he is just right out the gate pretty good at it well right because he went to as they said on the blank check podcast ninja camp <laughs> yeah he went to ninja camp <laughs> well i was just thinking of it versus the batman because the Batman with Robert Pattinson yes. was billed as sort of being like year two of being Batman. Yeah. And, and he's like, only just starting to realize like, oh, I can't have my engine just be revenge. Vengeance. Right, exactly. Um, and I was like, man, Christian Bale's Batman starts out way better at being Batman than Robert Pattinson's Batman. Sure. Is. And I was like, just thinking about that, how Christian Bale and also Christian Bale is a really good actor. Dude, he's just like really great. He's really good. Yeah. And I, I think I kind I think of like he's he's the best um Batman ever, and Bruce Wayne. A lot of people yeah, will say like, I, well, he's a great uh, but not a great uh. I think he's both. <laughs> I think he's yeah, I agree. I think he's great at being both. I think this is the only movie where we get to see him being Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Or 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 to put on the mask that is Bruce right, Wayne, right? Right. As it is referred to in this movie. This is the only time we really get to see that in this whole trilogy. Right. And he nails it. Yeah. He nails the sort of like schlees, like, like, like sleazeball billionaire right. playboy So much guy. so that, that when he's like leaving the hotel that he just bought because his supermodel arm candy went swimming or whatever, when he sees Rachel, it like kind of snaps him back to being yes, an actual dude. person. <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned that part because that is literally the part that I read, went down and typed in my notes. Christian Bale is such a good actor. Yeah. Because I watched him change entirely the person he was Completely. That moment. Like, you know how they say, like, one of the best superhero visual effects is yes. Christopher Reeves taking off his glasses and puffing out his chest? <laughs> yes, it's so true. Like, he, it, like it was like that. It was like that. You see, and, and you see him do the. You see him change characters a lot, like when he pretends to be drunk and kicks out everyone out of the party. Yeah, he's like he does that same thing where he immediately puts on this persona of like I'm Bruce Wayne now, and I'm just blah 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 blah. Yeah, and it's really good. And I just was like very impressed with his acting in this movie. Yeah, um, and it made me also. I really I recently read an interview with with him where he was talking about method acting. And he and he was like, I don't think that makes sense. I don't I don't know how people do method acting. And I was like, Christian Bale, you're famously a method actor. Oh, is he? Yeah, but he apparently doesn't do it in the way that like um, the the typical classic method acting where you're in character 100 percent of the time, that right. kind of thing. It might be a thing where he's just character on in character on set or something like that. Yeah. But it made me like him more because he was talking about how he was like, no, I couldn't do that. And I'm like, oh, maybe you're actually not a piece of shit because I feel like. Everyone who method acts is such a piece of shit. Yeah, right. <sighs> yeah. Depending on, I guess, the person. Yeah, it? I think he's really strong. I think it's also just, like, so insane. And, in fact, we, we talked later this week on our Patreon about Oppenheimer a little bit because I went and saw it, um, another Christopher Nolan joint. That movie. Yeah. The, like, ninth and tenth level down of character importance, like, entire benches of people are, like, names. And, yeah. and this movie kind of has that too. Like, um, you know, Morgan Freeman, 
Yes. And Michael Caine are, yes. are his, like, support guys. And, yes. uh, like, everybody's huge. And this was before Nolan was, like, a household name. Right. Um, yeah, what had Nolan done at this point? He did his kind of, like, movie that got him into Hollywood, which is called Following, which is an interesting movie. It's, like, it's like just over an hour. I recommend it. It's kind of cool. Um, and then Memento was his first, like, kind of big-ish movie. And then right. Insomnia with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Oh. Which is, like, fine. I don't remember it very well, but I, I definitely watched it at some point. Um, and then he started working on this magic movie, and then right. Warner Brothers was like, would you do Batman? Or, like, is, is Batman interesting to you? Or maybe they even just met with him and he pitched the magic thing and they were like, cool, cool, we like it. Um, here's what else we kind of have in the works. We're thinking maybe we do another Batman. And yeah. I think he kind of was just like, I, I don't understand that guy. Why would you yeah. dress up like a bat? Maybe I'll explore that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, here's I, I'm so interested in the history of the Batman franchise because, like, we've got Batman Begins in 2005, mm-hmm. post 9/11 America, post American idiot, post American idiot. George Bush's America, very solidly George Bush's yes. America. Yeah, and in fact, and that's the thing that people will say about the Batman movies all the time is like, I think Christopher Nolan might be a Republican. <laughs> yes, no, for real. <laughs> He he gives that vibe off in the Batman trilogy. Yeah. Like, just because of the way he, like, especially in, like, The Dark Knight when he, like, uh, creates a security, like, uh, Big Brother, right. like, thing Yeah, going I mean, on. it's kind of hard to, um, it's, it's hard to do superheroes in a sort of more grounded way and have that not come across as quote-unquote tough on crime especially yep, from yep, the rich yep, elite yeah 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 i was i was gonna say like when i was watching this movie today i was like i like that batman is not friends with the cops in this uh-huh but then also batman is the biggest cop yes so it's weird it's hard to it's weird to watch you just have to like it's just you have to like give yourself the suspension of disbelief right that, and, that's and tell why um, like you, you've said this before. Gotham City is just so yeah. far gone that you can't trust anybody but Batman. Exactly. And and I think I think making Gotham City just be um, downtown Chicago Grand Central Station or Union Station in The Dark Knight works against that because i recognize the town i think this movie's gotham city is like more compelling and it's still like a lot of it is just kind of chicago but like yeah the the narrows which is just like it's like the dead marshes in lord of the rings (laughs) yes there's little like guys underneath the water like yeah it's really scary and even like the um the the monorail train that's like sky high you know like yeah. those types of things help make this quote unquote grounded reality a bit more fantasy because it kind of almost needs to be fantasy for you to buy in on the idea that this town is basically hell yeah um yeah you have to buy in and you have to like it, it, it's the i was talking with my brothers about mission impossible Mm-hmm. And about how Ethan Hunt is the only good person in yeah. the world. Yeah. 
right there's even a line in the new one where this like fbi guy or cia guy who's like a young guy says to his kind of commanding officer like is it possible that like he actually is like doing the right thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) because he is just like jesus christ (laughs) he is he has never once made a mistake no (laughs) i mean he has made mistakes but he always is doing the right thing. yeah yeah like he always is going against the CIA or against the <laughs> IMF right. to do the right thing. Yeah. And we talk, I was talking to my brothers about how it's just so funny that every time in every single movie, some like upper uh, official is like, Ethan Hunt's gone rogue. He's evil now. And yeah. it's like, why would yeah. he be evil? He's right. saved the world six times. Yeah. And every time he's done the exact right thing. And in the face of you guys, yeah. we're always doing the wrong thing. So like Ethan Hunt is the only good man in the entire world. He never makes, he never makes a wrong decision. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Right. You yeah, have to believe everybody that everybody is basically all the characters at Hogwarts in book five <laughs> after Harry's like Voldemort's back and they're all like bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> like, they just like literally haven't seen that Ethan has saved the world because like had he not the world would have exploded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so you have to believe that about Batman as well, right? You have to believe yes. that about Bruce Wayne as well. So yeah. Bruce Wayne is the only good man. Well, right. and like Jim Gordon maybe. Yeah, right. Right? Like there's two good men. Well, okay, like like yeah, Alfred is good too, but he, there is one man who is both good and, and Lucius has Fox. The, and Lucius Fox is good. Okay, so there's four and good. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to like believe that there is like one good man who can enact change. Yeah. And so and and that the system is so broken that this is the only way to do it. And once you suspend your disbelief and put yourself in that area, you can then watch Batman and be entertained. Right. Because if you watch it with a modern lens and an active political lens the whole time you'll just be like oh batman's a cop he's just a cop you know this movie does i can't remember what the line is but like when he's training at ninja school like uh qui-gon house towers is it um kind of puts him in his place a little like oh yeah like good for you the rich kid who got sad and wanted to learn ninja stuff like some of us didn't have an option like yeah. there there is like just the slightest little hint of class consciousness. Yeah, just barely. But yes. But it doesn't it, it doesn't it is like hard to not think he wants to surveil the whole city. It's not great, but then you can't you can just sort of have to like once again, you have to like set yourself up with these premises and yeah. just let let them be there and roll with it. And honestly, this movie works for me. Yeah, like, me too. All of it works for me. The the and I was I was writing on some notes, not like a whole lot of notes. Yeah, I have some a notes. handful as well. The 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 bat voice. I feel like I remember everyone made fun of it and was like it was such a joke at the time of like oh right 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 right. right. But he's not doing that intensive a voice. It's not nearly what it is in the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I and agree. I think it's it also, kind of annoying that we all made fun of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I get... Uh, I, it, it worked for me. It wasn't that crazy sounding. It makes sense that he would have to do a voice because he's talking to people who might recognize his voice. And I was like, have I? am I just used to the bat voice now? Right. 
because everyone since then has done a variation upon a bat voice. It is like what a four-year-old would do to try to sound scary. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm a big monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, I get that we made fun of it, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it was just a matter of, like, oh, no, watch it a few times and let it become culture for, like, two decades, and then you won't think anything of it. Yeah, I think that is what happened. I think yeah. it became cultural. I think the Bat voice became, like, oh, this is something that Batman does as he changes his voice to sound scary. Yeah, right. Like Which Palpatine. Like Palpatine. <laughs> because I tell you who doesn't change their voice, Michael Keaton. No. And does neither does Clooney. I don't remember no. if Val Kilmer does or not, but we'll see when we no. talk about Batman Forever at some point this year. I, if I remember correctly, Val Kilmer does not also doesn't change his voice. Yeah. None of them do. They're just I, doing I themselves. I can't remember exactly when I heard this, but it's probably my favorite joke about Batman or Batman movies specifically. It was... On Doug Loves Movies, and it was Jeff Tate, who's like a frequent guest on that show. Uh, it must have been after Batman vs. Superman came out, because that's like the most recent one I can think of from when I was listening to that show more often. Um, he said something like, yeah, I thought it was good, but gosh, I really want them to make a Batman movie where they explain what happened to Bruce Wayne that made him want to become Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like did something happen to his parents <laughs> because but what i what i wrote down here is this movie does the thomas and martha wayne and crime alley story in it's maybe the only time that's ever like really worked for me yes same 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 because a it kind of uncle bends them a little bit where like bruce blames himself because he got scared of the the dancers yeah. at the opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, very scary. And everyone knows that the 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 house door exit from the opera house in Gotham goes straight into Crime Alley. Into Crime Alley. That okay. That was the only my only yeah. beef with that scene is I was like, they're going to the fancy opera. Yeah. And then they exit it and it directly into Crime Alley. Yeah. There's no way these two things are next to each other. I wonder if the reason for opera was not only that, like, the Waynes are high society, they should be not going to movies, but right. if it was also just like, well, if I have to pick a movie and this character is 30 now in 2005, what movie would that be when he's like 10? Like, 20 years ago would be 1995. Would it be like. The Lost World, Jurassic Park, or well, whatever been, it came been, out around then? It would have been 85 at the time, but still, yes. Like, it would have been um, well, it would have been. No, he would have, he would not have been, he would have been a baby. He would have been zero if it were 85. I thought you said he was 30 in 2005. Oh, yeah, gosh. Man, doing math with years when every year is just 2000. <laughs> I know, they're, they're all uh, 2000. Yeah, no, you're right. So 1985, he would have been seeing Back to the Future with his parents. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yes, that would have been choice. So that's like maybe why they did opera. Also, it's just like yeah. more interesting to look at on film than another movie playing or whatever. Right, but right, like, right. It's a more uh, dynamic choice for sure. And it makes sense with the high society aspect of the Waynes. And then like he feels guilty because he was scared of bats. Like they, mm -hmm. they really lean into the fear thing, both as like an empowering and as like a um, kind of debilitating thing. Right. And then they also like that scene 
Wayne was just gonna like give this guy his wallet. Yeah. And and like it it was it it was just like kind of that like clumsy violence as opposed to like the evidence with the devil in the pale moonlight. Right. Like, it wasn't targeted. It was like, oh, this was they were the the result of a happenstance, yeah, not like a targeted, yeah. like I'm going to kill you. And so to a degree, like Bruce is right to feel guilty because that happenstance would have not been there had right. he not gotten scared of uh <laughs> of chistery from wicked. <laughs> <laughs> from the from the uh, what's it called? Dang it, I can't pull the reference in cats. The, oh, up, the like, heavy side the heavy side layer yeah. or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. He was afraid of the cats going up to the. He was the afraid of the rum tum tugger. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, man, I I know that like we're supposed to learn from movies and TV shows that it's never the person's fault if they think it's their fault, but it was kind of his fault in this instance. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't and his fault should... that a criminal killed his parents. Like the criminal no. could have not done that, but like they should. It, they should not have been out on the street by themselves. They should have been out on the street with like 500 other people like an hour later. Right. And also maybe with a security team. Yeah. <laughs> like they're so famous and rich. Maybe they should have a security team. I know. Like if Taylor Swift just walked out of a movie theater into crime alley, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? Get <laughs> on your private alley. jet. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Here's what I want to, here's another point I have. I have a question about this movie Uh-huh. because so everyone, I feel like I feel like most people have seen this movie, right? Sure. So like we don't necessarily have we don't necessarily have to explain the plot. Although it's honestly, the beginning of, I think a lot of people like when they forgot about it. Remember the Dark Knight? They're like, oh yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy, and it's like, okay, name the movies, and they'll be like, the Dark Knight, the one after that with Bane, and was there another one after that? You know, like I, I feel like yeah. people don't remember this movie. <laughs> yes, I didn't remember it. I, my first note was, I don't remember this movie at all. Yeah, because like. So much, but then, but then I did. I start. It started to come back to me, but like in the beginning of it, I was like, I don't recall any of this. Right. Like when he's like in the weird prison in the start, and like he gets recruited by. I didn't Ra's remember Al-Ghul. any of that. No, I didn't. Remember I remembered him going up a mountain with a flower to go to ninja school, but I do not yeah. remember that he was in prison. Yeah, I didn't remember any of that. It was very interesting and weird. But here's what I want to say. So the the League of Shadows, Ra's al Ghul. Uh, Liam Neeson whitewashing I think if because uh, Ra's al Ghul is supposed to be like a, yeah. of like some kind of vague Asian descent I want to say yeah I think it's always been sort of it's a little uh, weird they cast Liam Neeson it's it's weird the character is weird yeah. the character is like old comic book like kind of vaguely from the orient you know yes like, exactly so exactly so it's like it's it, so maybe they did the best they could and we're like we're not going to try to go with an offensive like asian stereotype who knows well and but also anyway. they kind of play it like liam neeson is like teaching bruce and this guy's the figurehead or whatever maybe he is rajal maybe you know ken watanabe's character is in fact actually rajal ghoul and that's like a title you know like sure, they kind of down. like with the league of shadows having been around for millennia they're like um or at least for centuries i suppose it's almost like their way around the comic book thing of like rajal ghoul is immortal you know like yeah, maybe sure. it's just like a a, a station 
Yeah, I could see that. But here's what I want to ask. So they, they hate criminals. They hate criminals. Yeah. They will kill criminals. Right. But they also are criminals. Yes. They were, but they, 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 they are the law. Like, they're their own version of the law. They are, like, a balancing force in society that, like, goes to societies when they're at the height of their decadence yeah. and brings them down. Yeah. And so he says, Rajal Ghul, Liam Neeson says, we tr- our weapons have grown more sophisticated. In the case of Gotham, we tried a new one, economics. Oh, my God. I wrote this down, too. I want to talk yeah. about this for, like, the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, like, they, tr- they basically engineered a depression. Well, and he said it was, it was good people like your dad who, like, helped that from completely getting from away working. or whatever. Yeah. And but- so, like, he's talking about, like, Re- is Reagan in the League of Shadows? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> because here's the question, right? Here's my question. They hate criminals so much that they... Created, Create a, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so they they made a a new depression for Gotham City specifically in order to create criminals, yeah, to make Gotham City worse. I know. And it's like, guys, you hate criminals. Yeah. Why did you d- decide to make more of them in order to kill the city? That that seems like a backwards, also, weird way. How'd you manage to make a depression in just one big city? Yeah. Like, because I don't think Gotham that's how it works. is, like, ostensibly, like, an eastern seaboard metropolis. So, it's a finance city. Yeah. You know, it's not like they went to Detroit and said, like, we're moving the auto industry overseas. Right, right, right. Like, right. there's not, like, an industry of Gotham. <laughs> no. Or at least there hasn't been for a very long time. It is yeah. Like, it it so is like the New York, you I know? Think, I think they should have cut that line. I do too, because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it also muddies up the waters for their motivations, right? And and their methods, because it's like, okay, well, they they're supposed to be like anti-criminal and anti-corruption, and so in order to kill this city, they made it corrupt and full of criminals. Yeah. Whereas, like Bane in the third movie, his whole motivation is almost the opposite. It's like the Occupy movement, basically. Yeah. He's like, take control of your city. And then you find out he's working for Talia Al Ghul, who is effectively working for her dead father. Right. So it's like, what is it, guys? <laughs> yeah, pick one. You can't. It's not like, are you okay? Are you fascists? Yeah. Or are you anarchists? I know. Or what are you? Because like you're. Or I guess they're just ninjas, man. <laughs> that's truly, all like they are. that's that's, that's the thing with these movies. Like he wants to do all this legwork to get you to buy in on stuff and have it be like, what if Batman, but real basically Um, with even like the things, which I thought was kind of cute that they're like, let's order like 10,000 of this piece of the mask or whatever. But like, that's that's always going to be your obstacle when you're trying to make something be super grounded is you succeed to your own peril. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Okay. It's super grounded. So, the motivations and storylines become much more important. If yeah. it were less grounded, Mr. Freeze could just be like, 
I want to use satellites to freeze Gotham. <laughs> yeah, and you're not asking any questions because you're like, yep, that's what Mr. Yeah, freeze does. Yeah, that sounds crazy. <laughs> that's just what he does. He likes to try to freeze Gotham City. Yeah. But in this one, you, ha you have like real people talking about their real motivations and you're like, I don't, this doesn't track entirely 100% yeah. of the way. And then another piece to this whole like economics of the prior generation or whatever, he... He wanted to destroy Gotham. The, the League of Shadows just had their sights set on Gotham. And right. he says they failed with this whole economics plot, but now he still wants to get Gotham because it's, like, got a lot of criminals. So it's like, well, that's because of what you did. Yes, exactly. Like, so I guess why did you want to get it the first time? Was it already full of criminals? Or was or it like too good? Right, was Gotham right. like the shining city on the hill like Rome? Because they say like we sacked Rome or whatever. Like Right. It is it is mixed. It I is, don't get it. it. Not, it's not clear. And it and I think like that is the weakest part of this movie. Yeah. Is the motivation and methods of the League of Shadows? Because if you if you put a microscope on them, a magnifying glass on them, they don't really stand up to the scrutiny. Yeah, I think that's the weakest part of the movie. Everything else is pretty fun and good. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, it's it's um, it's maybe less um, it's a bit more comic booky. But like everything about the movie could have been the exact same. But Liam Neeson's motivation for like fucking over Gotham and making everybody be scared with a microwave emitter and the water supply full of <laughs> scare juice. Fear fear gas. Is um he could have his motivation could have just been like, and then I will rule Gotham. Sure. Like I you know, I don't know. Like I could become the new Falcone. You know, like there's there is the sort of organized crime facet to this movie. So like that would have been more interesting to me than like the League of Shadows likes to destroy cities once every, like, three centuries. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's muddy. It's muddy for sure. Yeah. Also, can we talk about the microwave emitter? Because, like, <laughs> how does that not kill people? <laughs> I know, man. That's, it's, it's just always going to be the, the problem in, in, like, Nolan concept movies. You know, like, yeah. Inception kind of has some of this, too, where, like, Half of the movie is explaining all the rules and how they work, mm -hmm. and yet still you go away going, so wait a second, he has that top because only he knows exactly what it feels like in his hand? I think I could probably guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we're, gonna, if we're gonna say anything is possible in dreams, why does it all look like Christopher Nolan shit? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. If we're gonna, if we're gonna like, have this this weird piece of tech that is instrumental for this plot, then why is it... <laughs> How can the microwaves only target water that is not in the human body? Yeah. Because, like, because wouldn't humans it also are... vaporize my blood? Exactly! I'm like, humans are what? 70% water? So if I'm standing close enough to that thing, I'm gonna die too. Yeah. Unless it is somehow engineered to only target freestanding water yeah. which doesn't make any sense right speaking of the microwave emitter i want to stay on this now too because okay, good. we're story boys and we're criticizing the story yes um i wrote this down let me see da, 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 da. okay 
microwave emitter. It was supposed to vaporize an enemy's water supply. Like, like the initial use for it was like a military purpose. Right. Wayne Enterprises created it. So just like Bruce feeling guilty about his parents being killed, he can now also chalk up uh, some more guilt to like Wayne Enterprises invention got out into the wrong hands. Anyway, this this was like roughly what the line was. It was like um, it was used to it was a military thing used to vaporize an enemy's water supply in desert warfare. They tested putting toxic chemicals into the vapor in the air. But isn't that illegal? I wrote, but isn't that illegal? Like, you're vaporizing an enemy's water supply? Not not that, like, the kind of rules of war really make any sense, but, like, rather that war doesn't make any sense, and then we're right. like, but these are things you are allowed to do. You can shoot someone and kill them, but you can't, right. but you, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. This feels like... War, cr- war crimes? Like, to the nth degree. This yeah, is yeah, literally... Yeah. The um, the Henry Cavill bad guy character from Mission Impossible Fallout wants oh, to, yeah. or maybe I'm thinking of Rogue Nation. Yeah, I'm thinking of Rogue Nation. Maybe no, no. Uh, either way, one of those movies. I think it is Fallout because it's in like the Nepal or whatever. He mm-hmm. wants to like explode a glacier so that like a third of the world loses their water supply. Like, yes. that's the that's the motivation for a world-ending bad guy plan in Mission yes. Impossible. And in this, yes. it's like, oh, we we misplaced our uh, our car keys. It just happens to be something that could like evaporate water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is so. Like wh- the thing you wrote down is like with the 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 head of the board guy talking to Lucius Fox, and he's like, you know, telling him what they this place, and he, and he said literally, Lucius Fox says, "But isn't that oh, illegal?" May- okay, so that's why I wrote it down. That's why you wrote it down because he says, "But isn't that illegal?" Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, yeah, I think that is illegal because you're not supposed to. Because it's airborne pathogens is, right. is illegal. Like I'm not bio sure. Bio warfare. Bio warfare. Biochemical warfare. I don't know if evaporating water is illegal. It feels like it should be. If it's not, yeah. Because I mean, like, because if that it's, would be if it's to um, essentially starve an army. Yeah. I suppose that could cause them to retreat that position and go get water elsewhere. But I don't know something about like eliminating water. <laughs> And access to it feels like the lowest of the low. Yeah, it it seems really evil. Not that that has literally any repercussion in this movie, but like this no. device only exists because of like the worst thing you could think of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, so that that's kind of all my major notes. Oh yeah, Katie Holmes is in this, which is crazy. Yeah, because she is nobody anymore, which is a shame, probably yeah. because of. Probably because of Tom Cruise and Scientology. Have you seen Thank You for Smoking? No. Because she's in that. That's a great movie. Uh, and she's good in this. Yeah, she's good. She's good for, for, for all the Christopher Nolan not being great at writing female characters. She does a fine job. Yeah. I wrote Father Stuff. That's kind of yeah. Star Warsy. And I wrote Star Wars-y. Qui-Gon training Bruce not to let his anger be his undoing. <laughs> Yeah. It's very, very literally Qui-Gon, but also just very Jedi in general. Also, the League of Shadows whole plan is very Sith. Yeah. You know, like, we're going to turn the city against itself and play both sides, you know? Yeah, totally. Very um, Sith. 
Scarecrow is the scary guy, but uh, he's really the sort of Darth Vader to Rajal Ghul's Palpatine. Yeah, there um, we go. He's great, by the way. Killian Murphy as Scarecrow. Oppenheimer. Yeah, I was gonna say I just saw Oppenheimer, and he's excellent in that. He's he's the kind of excellent in the way of um, what I the same thing I came away from everything everywhere all at once. I was like, man, he was great, and she was great, and this person was great, and then I was like, oh wait, right, and Michelle Yeoh was also acting. Yeah, she wasn't just that character, you know, like he's yeah, that yeah. in Oppenheimer. There's a lot of other like supporting roles that are like a little sexier in terms of like uh like Robert Downey Jr. Will probably win Best Supporting Actor. It was just like a home run, and he's like flashy. But Oppenheimer is in like every scene, and you kind yeah. of forget that that's like a man acting. <laughs> right, he's holding it down. Yeah, yeah, he's great in this. Um, I I love like the 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 time the whenever after he gets fear gassed and he goes like scarecrow, scarecrow, and he's like making fun of like the thing. It's uh, like really good, really good. He's great in this. Um, and his mask is really scary. It is. We get um, the iconic Batman line of "Nice coat, nice coat." When he, Swear to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, also my other favorite Batman line here. What is it? Oh, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't probably hear didn't you. Pick it up. It's when the guy's like, "Where are you?" And he goes, "Here." Oh yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, okay. This is what we talked about recently on another episode, or maybe it's on the the Patreon. But, like, there's some quips in this. Yes. But they don't feel Marvel movie. No, quippy. right. Like, they all feel the incidental. stuff with Fox. Like, you want to go yeah. spelunking? <laughs> they feel incidental, and, like, they're not, like, the point of the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, it, even, like, the Joker teaser at the end did not make my skin crawl in the way that it would now. Like, in yeah, fact, it, they literally do a similar thing in The Batman. They're like, and then next time, probably the Joker. And it's like, Dah. Yeah. In this climate? <laughs> in this climate? But at the time After. of Batman Begins, there had only been like 11 Jokers and not like 40 right. Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it still felt novel and interesting and yeah. maybe like it could be something cool instead of just like tiring. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's Does good. it come in black? Like Does it that's come in black? that's funny. That's cute. Yeah, it's a cute stuff. It's cute stuff. Should we jump into the break and quips? Now that you say that, oh, there's some quippy stuff. Alfred's great. Alfred is so dry, so droll. Yeah, I can't even remember some of the things he said, but uh... you know, okay, something this movie made me think of is like whenever you're writing a movie, you basically only have to write four different lines, <laughs> and then just repeat those lines over and over again. <laughs> Okay, Cause, cause explain. Like, okay, so like the lines in this movie are, why do we fall, Master Bruce? Uh-huh. So we can learn to pick ourselves up again. And it's not who I am underneath that defines me. Yeah. It's what I do. And didn't you get the memo? Yes, this is a very nolan thing. Yeah. And it's all a little technical. Yeah. It's like, there's yeah. so you only have to write like half of a script and then the second half of the script is just repeating the first half yeah. of the script in different ways right reprises reprises he, Variations he does on that motif. a lot of times kind of to his own downfall because like to make the line happen again organically you have to sort of like alter the grammar of your <laughs> like, yes the the question that you get asked that would lead you to answer in the same way or whatever but totally uh, totally it's, it's like like um Oh, what's what's all the "Twas the Night Before Christmas" lines that we make fun of? There arose such a clatter. Yeah, and like, and I in my cap. <laughs> and I in my cap. Yeah, 
and uh, uh, they do it in uh, for you the living. This mash was meant yeah. to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is the same rhyme structure as "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to think of the okay. other ones like that in this movie. Uh, oh, there's one in Oppenheimer where uh, one of the kind of plot lines has to do with this hearing that's happening and uh, senators have to confirm someone to be a um, cabinet member. And Mm -hmm. uh, he asks like who the dissenting votes came from. And this is in like the late forties and his guy, Alden Ehrenreich, Han Solo Mm -hmm. himself is like aide says something like, yeah, they were, seems to have been led by a couple of senators led by, a junior senator from Massachusetts trying to make a name for himself. And I went, oh, it's JFK. That's that's a cute line. Like, sure. you're not telling me. And then, like, right after that, Robert Downey Jr.'s like, who? What's his name? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> uh, Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. And it's like, why don't you just look down the barrel of the camera when you say that? Like... Maybe, you know, th- this is like two and a half hours into the movie, and so I'm just kind of like, enough. Enough. <laughs> like, every character in that movie is like some guy from history, so like... Right. If you're gonna, if you're gonna talk about someone who's not even on screen, you could leave it as like a, a thing that I find out later when I watch a video on YouTube that's like, the <laughs> things you might have missed. In Oppenheim, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's classic Nolan. Uh, let's see. We should go to the break because we're going a little long. Yes. And we'll come back and do s- some more, a game and then a little more Star Wars points. Yes. Let's go. Hi, Jay. Hey, Caitlin. We're the co-hosts of a little podcast called Gimme That D. Did that get your attention? It's a Disney Channel original movie breakdown podcast. We are breaking down all of your favorite childhood movies that aired on the Disney Channel from 96 to 06, the golden age of cinema. Adair. We are two F-list comedians with a lot of A-list comedian friends, and together we break down and celebrate these absolutely batshit crazy films. So we're talking aloof parents. Inexplicable plots. Full cuts responsible for sexual awakenings the world over. And we ask the hard-hitting journalistic questions like, what the fuck is this? And could we have maybe taken a second pass at that script? Oh, but we love them. Oh, God, yes. So listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. To stay in the know of what movie we're covering each week and who our guest is, follow us on Instagram at GMTDpod. Yeah, but for real, do it. And we're, does it come in black? (laughs) Yeah. I guess he's not doing that. I guess he's not doing the Batman voice then, so it's more like, does it come, does it in, come in black? In, does it come in black? Yeah. Um, okay. He's good. So we're, we're, he's good. He's great. He's great in this. We're just playing a classic sweet Rotten Tomatoes game. Oh, nice. Because I was w- looking at the Rotten Tomatoes audience versus critic scores, and some of them were interesting to me. This is for just like all Batman movies. All Batman stuff. <laughs> yeah, great. So this is this is the ones most of the ones we're going to cover, I think. Um, but then a couple missing that we aren't covering. I'm doing all the live action yeah, Batman yeah, cool. movies, most of them at least. I, I, the ones I could think of. And we're going to start with. <laughs> I just you remembered have to another guess. quip. Oh, it's a it? big black tank. Tank. <laughs> tank. Yeah, great line. Really good. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right, so we're going to go critic score first. Oh, for this and movie. And then 
for this, for these, for these. We're going to go critic score first, and then you can try to tell me the audience score. Okay, I'm trying to think of the culture right now. We have just... Wait, 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 sorry, sorry. We're going to start with Batman 1966. Oh, okay. So there and is gonna... a critic score and an audience score for that? Yes. Boy. I would what do you think, think the critic score is? I would think that film critics at the time would have been like, how did they release a television show in the movie theater? So I'm going to say that they weren't very kind and they gave it a appropriately 66 interesting and uh, what do you think the audience score is? i think the audience score so does this aggregate like current viewers at all i think like, so how does I, th- this work? I think i think that um i'm not sure actually what this it, movie what has now for- had like multiple versions of what people think about it and i think we're kind of back on the swing of like people think it's kind of fun (laughs) yeah i'm not sure if it takes into consideration like current things or if it just takes in consideration uh like original reviews or anything like that um so so i'm not i'm not sure actually how it works let me look and see if i can discover with a quick glance so critic reviews some of them are from nowadays um in fact most of them are from nowadays or or more recently than like 1966 so i would assume that audience scores are also from uh nowadays as well yep yep they're they're from like reviewers from the site okay so they're 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 not from 1966 that's critics or audience or both both okay so then I might bump that up to like a 76 for critics, and then I might say 80 for audience. All right, that's okay. Flip them 81% for critics, okay, 62% for audiences. Wow, so the campiness really like resonated with the critics. They, yeah, they I was gonna knew say what they were going 38% for. of people didn't know what movie they were watching, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, next, Batman 1989. Oh boy. We just watched this one. I think critics probably were like, whoa, what was that? And I think audiences were too. I think it's probably like 85 and 85. You're very close. Critics, 76. Okay. And critics, 76. Audience, 84. Oh, okay. Really close to the audience. Nice. Uh, Batman Returns. Now, if you'll remember... Yeah. I recently said that it is a, was better reviewed. Yes, right. Because critics were like, oh, it's a movie. Yeah. And audiences were like, oh, it's weird, like, torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it is critic 84 and audience 74. You're so close. Critics 81, audience is 73. Wow, man, I am kind of dialed in. You're dialed in. All right, now here's where we, here's the jump. Batman Forever. Yeah. I bet you critics fell off. So if Returns was 81 on critics, is that what you said? Mm -hmm. So this is going to be 70, right, even. And then audience will be 84. Because I think audiences did like it. All right. I'm going to give you another chance. Okay. Think way lower. For both? For both. Like way, way lower. Okay. Critics like 54. An audience like 64. Okay, way lower. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Batman Forever, 
Critics, 39. Audiences, 32. What? Can you believe that? I kind of can't. Because this was still before um, our awful culture we live in now. I know. There wasn't just a superhero movie every weekend back then. And Jim Carrey was like the biggest celebrity in the world. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. It's kind of unbelievable. And I liked it more than that when I watched it recently. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to rewatch it with that in mind and see what, how it hits Gosh, me. what must Batman and Robin be? So what were those again? 39 and 34? 39 and 32. 32. Fuck. All right, Batman and Robin. I'm going to guess critics are even lower, 35, and that audience might be 35. 11 and 16. Holy shit. Can you believe that? Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. So poorly reviewed. And then there's going to be a huge swing because the next one is Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman Begins. Where are we at? Um, critics. I think it is critics like 70 and audiences like 89. You're close. You're close. Batman Begins. Critics 84. Oh, wow. Good. Critics were nice. Yeah. Audiences 94. Yeah, yeah. Audiences loved it. Now here we go. This is the tricky one. Another tricky one. Dark Knight. Boy. It's so hard to like even fathom a quantity score given to a movie whose like entire summer and like the half year leading up to it was just like press, hype, yeah. marketing, and the death of Heath Ledger. Like yeah. it's just so yeah, inextricably yeah, yeah. linked to like the the year it had. Yeah. And it's also a great movie. But yep, like I have yep. no idea what people said. No, it's 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 impossible to it's an impossible task that I've uh, given you. I'm gonna guess critic score. What was the Batman Begins critic score? Eighty four for critics. I'm gonna guess eighty nine for this and um, ninety one for audience. Very close. Ninety four for critics. Mm. Ninety four for audience. Wow. The audience score of Batman Begins and Dark Knight is the same. Yeah. Which I found interesting. But Critics is a whole 10 points better. Yeah. Which I think makes sense. Right. All right, now another tricky one. Dark Knight Rises. I bet you the Critics score goes down significantly, maybe back to Dar- uh, Batman Begins, like 80, say it. Uh, okay. And then uh, Audience probably went down too. If it was 94, it's maybe 91. That's so close. It's 87 for critics and 90 for audiences. Okay. You are really good at this game. <laughs> Aside from the ones that you missed entirely because they were so low, yeah, you're getting right. like really close, like one and two away every time. <laughs> so then the next Batman movie is Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, I think. Bye. Which at least that's what I have next on my list. Which I so haven't even seen. Do. Neither have I. Um, but which, do I'm... we have to watch it for this show? No, I don't really want to. Okay, we I think we do the one that we've planned for next week, and then we do we round out the Schumacher verse. Yeah, and we do. I, there's another. There's another one that I want to do that we've talked about before that I don't want to give away. And then we still have um, Batman Returns, which is a Christmas movie, so we'll do that one in December. Right, right, right. right, right, right. Um. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. I don't think people liked it, but I know the Snyder boys did. Um, I'll give you a clue. This one has the greatest disparity between critics and audiences. So is critics like pretty low and audiences is actually higher than I'm probably thinking it should be? Yeah. So it's probably like 60 and 90. You're close. You're close with. Well, you're not close. Um, 
but that, that you're on the right track. Yeah. Audience critics is 29. Oh no. Yeah, the worst aside Let's from Let's not watch that. Yeah, it's worst aside from Batman and Robin. But audiences a startling 63. Wow. Yeah. So like the the biggest disparity and I think that is because you had the online like Snyder Bros who like were obsessed with it. I just this is this is hot off the news desk really quick here. My sister just told me it's apparently Star Wars night at Wrigley Field and they are at a Cubs game. They had no idea it was happening. <laughs> That's hilarious. Tell her to bring us some merch. <laughs> um uh, okay. all right, last last one. And this one is not the most exciting one to end on, but the, it is the most recent. The Batman. Um that movie does feel like it's 3 hours long. It, yes, Oppenheimer but, does too, but there weren't like whole stretches where I was like, "Okay, I get it. You're sad. You're sad." Um, I think people and critics were generally fairly kind to that movie. I think it's yes. probably in the '80s for both. I think it's probably '82 and '88. <laughs> That's really close. '85 and '87. Wow. <laughs> You're good at this game. <laughs> and there we go. That's my Rotten Tomatoes Batman game. That was great. Yeah, I just love... I, I don't know if other people find this interesting, but I always find Rotten Tomatoes scores very interesting. Yeah, they, they like, can make sense, but a lot of yeah. times they just, like, are... Like, you could just be reading a telephone number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's finish up. Let's... let's, let's uh... and, and a follow-up on the news desk here. Um, okay. In response to the request of bring us some merch... She says, the only merch was a bobblehead where the second baseman is dressed as Obi-Wan, but you had to get special <laughs> tickets to get that. <laughs> oh, man. Shucks. We missed out. Yeah. That sounds like really good merch. <laughs> um, what other Batman points? We, we were listing off some of the end there. Yeah, I, I mean, there's say, the I think I have some other notes. Um, I know I already said this. Gotham City looks really cool in this movie. It's the best it looked in Nolan movies. I will yeah. say this, too. It's the closest to like Coruscant mm. that I can picture Gotham city looking the entire planet is one big city. Yeah. Like Burton's looks like Burton and Schumacher's yeah. looks like a, a day glow, like Greco Roman queer neon city. Yeah. And then in the Batman, I think it's all just, it's just a big black screen. Like I don't yeah, think that you can actually see buildings. You um, can't. But this one feels like the city has Star Warsy character to it. Yeah, Whether it's, it's the Dagobah of the Narrows or yeah. the Coruscant of the city itself. It's very lived in. Yeah. There's crime feels... lords. Mm, yes. Um God, is Everyone there like this... fear gas in Star Wars? I mean, there's like Jedi Mind Trick. Yeah. Which is similar but not the same. And of course, um, there's Liam Neeson. I was going to say, the Liam Neeson of it all is pretty huge. The other thing I wrote down here, this isn't really Star Wars one way or the other, although we could maybe make it be, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to, don't save, have to you. save you. That's killing. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is coming out with a strong take here. That is killing. Like, you got, I mean, I guess he, maybe not. You know, he saved him once before when he didn't really have to. Um, and and he, Ducard, Rajal Ghul himself, got on that train to take that device to 
the hub that will blow up the most water, which is yeah. coincidentally Wayne Tower. <laughs> of course. Um, but like, so yeah, never mind. Maybe that's not. Maybe that's not killing him. He got himself yeah. in that mess. He got himself in that mess. I mean, if it's not Bruce's fault that his parents died, I don't think it's yeah. technically him killing him. You know? Yeah. yeah. But let's see. What other Star Warsy things did I write down? Oh. I wrote down, and I don't even remember when this was now because I wasn't specific enough in my note, but I wrote down, whoa, bad punch sound effect. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. I, it was like on the first half of the movie at some point. Mm. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it sounded like the type of punch sound effect you'd hear in like a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't remember that. Father stuff. Father stuff, yeah. There's flashbacks, though, which is not very Star Wars. Not very Star Wars. There's, like, one woman in it, yes, which is pretty, that's Star, pretty Wars. Star Wars. It's sci-fi-ish with yeah. its, like, technology. It's, I don't remember what we gave The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises, but this feels like it gets a point higher than either of those because it it does have a bit of sci-fi. It has a lot of... you know, You know, Star Wars is really good for costume design yeah and this movie has an entire sequence that is literally costume design yes so true so true (laughs) i saw a tweet the other day you know that like um drawing that you see a lot of times and like people just relabel it it's like a bunch of like stacked rocks and blocks but there's one little tiny one that's holding like half of it up that hadn't been removed oh did you send that to me i I, think maybe i did the it was like star wars Yes. Uh, lore was all the stuff at the top and it's really heavy and intricate and there's one little block that says some costume designer in the 70s. <laughs> yes. Because like everyone's cool. like oh well this has to have a meaning and this is this and he got his gun from this guy. <laughs> yeah. And the costume designer was like this will look cool. Yeah this is it's got like chunks. <laughs> it's got chunks to it. It's like a jacket there's, with chunks. <laughs> there's some gre- there's some greeblies. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's got a lot of different surfaces that kick light. Yeah, it's going to look really nice on camera. There's swords. There's swords. There's ninjas. Ninjas are kind of Jedi. Ninjas are kind of Jedi. But also kind of Sith. Yeah. Yeah, depending on the the application of the ninjas. There's a plan that, while it is scary and dangerous, makes no sense. Nope. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty Palpatine. Palpatine-esque. Man, Palpatine... Like, trying to fight Palpatine is like trying to, like, win against like that annoying kid you went to elementary school with who's like no the rules are this now actually <laughs> yeah, yeah like i'm he invincible just, he just always has like a contingency plan for like the craziest things yeah 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 he literally is the one that's it, it's somehow palpatine returned because yes it's whenever you're playing like dragon ball z and you're like well actually i went super saiyan yeah times a million right. so i'm invincible now and yeah. it's like well i didn't know you could do that yeah I didn't know you could just decide that. That's not fair. Is somehow Palpatine returned the worst line of dialogue in cinema? Yes. Yes. I think it might be. It is It is both bad in its... Um, like the actual grammar. And, the actual and grammar and of it is bad. Say. <laughs> and sounds bad. And then what it represents is worse. Yeah. So yes, I would say yes. It's, it it represents the fatal flaw of that movie, and that movie was trying to tie up an entire half-century-long saga. So yeah. it's kind of like the one sentence that like ruined all of Star Wars <laughs> in yep. in the way that like nine eleven made uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Somehow Palpatine Return ruined all of Star Wars. Yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, All right, we should should get this thing a rating. 
Do you have any more notes? (laughs) No, and I can't remember what we gave those other Nolan Batman movies, but I think this one gets... It it kind of, with with its flashbacks, you can almost even see them as, like, the eras or, like, the prequels. Like, if, if... if we're comparing this to the chili of Star Wars, the chili of this movie involves like someone's past and like training and learning and whatever. So like, I think I think I think it's, I'm ready to little... give it a score and that it's higher than I would have been inclined yeah. to give a lot of Batman movies. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, my rate meter measure is going to be little bat ears mm-hmm. that he orders ten thousand of. Yeah, mine will be hand. Cut batarangs that he yeah. grinds each one laboriously, and then Alfred's yeah. like, "Why bats, sir?" And he's like, "Bats frighten me." Yeah, and I think I'm gonna give of... it a five. I was gonna give it a four. So that feels good to me. Yeah, I good. We, we'll always say like, um, you know, is it above or below a five? Like that as like a way to kind of calibrate your scale or whatever. I don't know. We've done 230-some-odd episodes of this show, and I could probably count on one hand how many times we've given something a five. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'd, I'd, I'm going to give it a four just to temper your five, but yeah, I think yeah. that's good. I think that's good. All right. It's higher than you thought it was going to be, folks, but just go watch it, and you'll understand. Yeah. And uh, that's it. So do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars is on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. Let me see if you got any emails. Oh, yes. This is the time of the show where we check our emails. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Uh, nope. No emails. Okay. And you can also get more of this over on patreon.com slash how Star Wars is it. We have a Patreon and we do a weekly mm-hmm. bonus episode. Uh, this week we talked more about Barbenheimer. Um, yes. And we also have a bunch of um, film commentaries that we recorded where we talk about a movie while it's playing and you can sync it up and watch along listening to us or just listen or neither. Um, And there's a bunch of other stuff over there, like, you know, 100 plus weeks of uh, bonus episodes and other shit. There's a Discord channel, et cetera, et cetera. It's only $5 a month to get all of that stuff. Yeah. And it helps us, you know, keep, keep going <laughs> yeah it does it sure does and anarchy the improvised rock opera an improv music show that josiah and i both do is happening now on thursday nights at the io yes. theater in chicago come check us out yeah it's a lot of fun but that's everything right so sandwiches st- oh no you know what i was on a friend's podcast recently that you should oh, check yes. out it's called it's called bite size a twilight film retrospective and it our friend ben a bear is watching twilight one scene at a time mm-hmm. and recording one episode per scene having a guest for each episode so we get the guests get the episodes contextless and, or the scenes contextless and just have to watch the scenes and then talk about them we had a lot of fun talking about the scene that i got to watch it is a pointless scene in the movie <laughs> and we could not figure out why it was there and what purpose it serves and it was a delight to talk about so go check it out it's called bite sized find it wherever you get your podcasts That's and great. uh i think mike is going to be on it soon too because he was saying he's going to invite you on to be oh, on soon too so yeah. get ready for that get ready for that email twilight one of the two best baseball movies out there thanks that in high school musical too yeah <laughs> Uh, but that's it, everything. So, sandwiches to Star Wars is about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So, like we always say, we, we love, love you, you and may the fourth be with you. With you.
Bye-bye. Au revoir.